Welcome to Small Business Marketing, Then, and Now. A conversation with small business owners on how they marketed the launch of their business, the evolution since then and how they have pivoted during this COVID-19 period. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. More leads, more sales, and more revenue for your small or medium-sized business. Click findnewrevenue.com to learn more. Now here's your host, Howard Walpoff. Welcome back to Small Business Marketing Then and Now, brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. And today, our conversation is going to be focused on financial and having the right type of people leading you and answering the right questions and making sure you are really doing the right things for your company. And But we're going to focus it on a specific type of industry and it's really the military industry. And for those of you that are aware, there are definitely hubs of places around the country where the military is more prevalent. And within that, there are different types of businesses that built around there so that they can be a part of the, the building process, the bidding process, the participation process. And those businesses need services just like every other business. And if you can find yourself into that niche, it could be a very strong opportunity for your business and a really great way to help the whole process of what everyone is really doing with the, with the military and helping our country. So I'm really excited for our conversation today for a number of reasons. One, um, I have a really great business owner here with me and her name is Natasha Velez and she's from NVS Strategic Solutions, but she, like myself, is a New York transplant to Florida. So we, we connect in, in, in different levels, talking about small business uh, marketing and operation and just uh, life in New York in general. So uh, Natasha, welcome to our conversation today. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm really happy to be here. Well, I'm obviously excited to have you on and really learn about the things that you're doing because that niche, doing a lot of work with military companies can be very uh, lucrative for those that are involved. And it really is a whole different industry that people aren't fully aware of that, uh, that that's very active in this country. So let's start with how and why did you choose to start your business? What were you doing before that? And, and we'll, we'll start there. Absolutely. For many years, I was doing accounting for just commercial businesses. There's a million accountants out there doing just that. So I didn't feel very unique, I will say. But then I was hired on to work in a very unique niche of military contracting, which is considered contracting for the Department of Defense. Um, and as we call it in the sector as DCAA. Um, there's a lot of compliance and accounting requirements that are specifically for government work. And so I had to kind of hit the ground running and self-taught myself for the past 10 years, this specific accounting niche. And I found that there is a huge sector filled with accountants out there who don't know how to do DCAA accounting. So I took on this niche and I decided to start NVS Strategic Solutions to help other people kind of learn what I've spent 10 years learning. Well, it's great that you had that in into this industry because uh, it's sometimes very hard to find your way into it. And you really are bringing a, a level of knowledge that is very beneficial to the businesses that you're working for. So when you got started, 
how did you let people know you were open for business? What were you doing to promote yourself from the, uh, from the get-go? It's funny because when I started, um, I had no clue how to even let anyone know. Um, <laughs> you know, they teach you how to start a business and, and you get all the basics, but you never really consider the marketing part of it. Um, so I started with um, networking and it was a lot of face-to-face um, conferences, trying to be where the people that would need me are at. So they're out there trying to get their own customers, which were the military. So they're at the military balls, they're at the military conferences and the spending budgets. They're out there trying to get their customer. And lo and behold, I'm out there trying to get them as a customer. So we're all trying to meet at the same place. So a lot of my marketing was um, face-to-face direct networking um, and advertising. Um, over time, you know, I've, I've learned to appreciate LinkedIn and creating my own, um, social media marketing as well. And that has been a huge help, but still, um, face to face is still key. People don't realize how incredibly strong that is. That still is, is obviously taking some twists and turns over the course of the last couple of years with networking. But it's, it's key that people get how to network and why they're networking. And it's really about developing relationships. There's a, I think we've all experienced a lot of people who come into a networking event and they're, they're looking the floor ready to sell. They're trying to find that right person. This, this is my next client and I'm going to give you the, the hard sell. And not very enjoyable to be part of when, when you're at a, a networking event, but it's, it's uh, unfortunately part of the territory. But when you do it right, and you nurture relationships and those relationships nurture different relationships and they find the person who you'd be the right connection for and make that connection, things can really start to develop. Agreed. I think it has to do more with um, the relationship. I don't think people realize sometimes it's not what you're selling um, and it's not any offense to any person out there, but they don't care about you. (laughs) They, They care about their pain points. Um, so they want to trust you. So you're, you're really selling yourself before you're selling your product or your service. If they like you, they trust you and you can gain a relationship, have conver- open conversations and not expect anything immediately. That investment over time will lead into an actual sale. It's so very true. And again, back to the, the basics of no like and trust, no like and trust, no like and trust. The people that you get to know and you like them, you trust them. Those are people you want to do business with. I think there are, everyone has experiences of people that they know and trust and don't like very much. And it's harder to have those kind of relationships go deeper to really help their business grow. And it's the same reason why lots of people don't get to get something closed on the first phone call, because I don't know who this person is. I need to know more about you. I need to learn more about you to get a better understanding of, of, of how you would work with me. Agree. So when you start working with a business, like what is your approach? Well, what, do you, what are you going in there and starting to do over those first couple of conversations? Um, once we have a customer, um, it's a transition period of trying to learn about them. So it's a lot of meetings, a lot of discussions. What are their goals? Um, accounting can be very reactive. The goal is to be more proactive. Um, I want to go in there. I want to see your forecast. I want to see what your dreams are, where you're trying to reach. What is your sales forecast? Um, 
what is your future customer look like? What is your future revenue? And then we set up plans and budgets and kind of a pathway of how to get there. Um, it's so much more than just data entry. So we set up your sales forecast. We go over your backlog. We discuss your customers and how to reach them. We go over templates for proposals. I mean, whatever resource you need, we try to provide to you so that our customers can be, be successful and not always need us. I mean, the end goal is for them to be self-sufficient and feel strong about their capabilities and their knowledge. So it's a lot of um, discussions, honestly. It's talking about them and what they want and then formulating a pathway to help them get there. You make a key point about setting budgets and the expectations go along with them. How often are you coming into a situation with a company that really has not really set budgets and really don't, don't have that simple structure and you're actually implementing with them for the first time? I want to say 92% of my customers. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> they don't understand the importance of a budget. They're just happy that there's a positive at the end of their bank account at the end of the month, <laughs> um, which, you know, most people, again, most, most businesses do work in a, in a setting where they're just kind of going day to day and trying to figure it out. They don't have that mindset to look six months ahead, a year ahead. Um, when you give them the opportunity to do that and say, okay, well, what does this look like? Okay, if you want a million dollar contract, great. How are you gonna sustain that? Do you have working capital? And then they sit there with their mouths open. They say, I don't know, I guess I would figure it out at that moment. I was like, well, this is that moment. Let's figure it out together. And that's why you need that forecast. You need that budget because what it provides the answers and opens up those, the ability to have those conversations of what would you do? And risk management is a key point in that. Um, so it's good to start that way. And they get that on honest understanding of what each thing is for and how budgets and forecasting and cash and planning really does help them. It's more of overwhelming feeling that they get that they don't even want to address it. So when I come in, it's like, please help. <laughs> and they hand it over freely. First of all, I'm kind of blown away. I knew there'd be a percentage. I didn't realize it'd be that high. But on the other hand, it does give you a great opportunity to teach and to construct. You're, you're really, as much as they may have had a business that's gone on two, five, 10 years, you are actually constructing the, the infrastructure of their business to make sure that it is going to be competing over the next five, 10 years of moving forward with, with information that they probably should have had more clearly up to that point, but really changes the game in, in many ways for them moving forward. It does. It's, it's uh, providing the education and the tools needed that for the things that they can't see. Since I've worked with small businesses, I've worked with medium and I've worked with large companies. I know if you're going to go from A, how are you going to get to Z and what you're going to need in order to get there? Um, and with that experience, I can kind of guide them based on their timeline, their revenue and their expectations. Well, obviously, they uh, I'm sure they have multiple thoughts when they have that finish that conversation with you. Some of it is a sigh of relief that, hey, we finally have some of the direction that we need and yeah. uh, and real appreciation that you're the one giving to them. But I'm sure they're they're, they're scratching their heads of uh, how, how did I manage getting here uh, to this point? <laughs> they do. 
it's always just a discussion of you got to this point you know, based on all the hard work and obviously some, well, not gonna lie, some pure luck, but in order for you to grow, um, a lot of small business startups, small subcontractors to bigger companies, um, and that's how they get their foot in the door. And it's great. But eventually your goal in government contracting is to become a prime, to have your own contracts and have no one tell you what to do other than the government, obviously. But they want to be, you know, front-faced and make most of the profit and in control. And in order to do that, there is some stuff, some compliance and requirements that the government um, asks of you. And most small companies aren't aware of that. So we, we, so we kind of help them get there. Yeah, being following compliance with the government is very important if you want to uh, keep the contracts and get, uh, get uh, new ones once you fulfill them. So mm-hmm. that also is a key component to making sure that you are getting things done the right way and, and watching over the whole process. The companies that you've come in and you've seen that they don't have a budget structure, have you found that they've been fortunate to keep their contracts from some of the compliance issues that they may not have been following properly previously? Yes, they have been um, under the radar and it's usually because they're not making a huge enough revenue for anyone to really audit or they haven't become a prime yet. Okay. Um, I have some companies that come to me that are prime now and they're suddenly receiving audits and they don't know what any of this means and they're confused and they're going to their commercial accountants who are used to their commercial customers and their accountants are like, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> and so they're, when they come to me, they're already in crisis mode, but yeah, that, that does occur quite a bit. So look, it's, it's great to find someone when you have that, the right person when you're in crisis mode. <laughs> but I think it goes back to how people are finding you. So networking, obviously, again, is always going to be a big thing. And I'm going to get to a little bit about networking in COVID when we go a little bit further into that period of your, of your business. But are there things you've tried to communicate with this industry that just didn't work whatsoever? Or is, and is there something that really you were successful with and were very happy with the results in, in the kind of business that you generated from it? Well, for this industry, I've, you know, obviously you know, when, when it comes to marketing, it's a hit or miss. So you're trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Um, for me, I found LinkedIn was a huge, was a huge thing, was a huge marketing success for me. Um, I hit way more um, success on LinkedIn when I advertise and I market, I create little, you know, templates saying, hey, hire us if you need us, put a capability statements, briefs out there. I get a lot more impressions and hits on that. Um, networking, obviously, again, still very efficient, but I tried, you know, social media and I'm not gonna lie. Military is still very old school. It's, you know, you have your older military heads there and they're not into social media at all. So that platform really, you fail on that one. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, it's not happening. Um, you might get your younger small businesses who are like, you know, I want to start, do I need an EIN? Well, that's, you're not ready for me yet there. <laughs> so that it hasn't, it, it really didn't help me much on those social media platforms. I have to say like my strongest marketing so far has been LinkedIn and networking conferences. And then of course, um, word of mouth is also huge. Um, military sector um, is very small. Everyone knows each other. 
every employee has been hired by every company and they all kind of circle around and talk. So I usually hear through the waves of everyone, you know, Hey, this company's having issues. They just, you know, transition to a new system for accounting and they don't know. And they're overwhelmed and exhausted because there is one thing I will say is that accounting in DCAA is limited and there's not a lot of people with that knowledge. So they struggle. So a lot of interim CFO opportunities, a lot of, um, hey, can you 1099 help us here and there? So word of mouth has been pretty huge as well. And it's good that you've had the relationships to be part of that flow of word of mouth on the way out. Hey, I I know somebody. Um, I was always saying, New York, I got a guy or I got a gal that can, can, can do things, but it's, it's, really a testament to the networking that you've done to have those relationships so that you are part of the conversation, whether they're telling someone else or they're telling you about the things that they're learning about. Absolutely. I think it's all about relationships. Honestly, Um, I try to make it a point to know everyone and know their skill sets and their strengths, even if they've been previous employees from previous employers that I've worked with. And then if you give a little, you take a little. So if someone needs someone who's head of BD or understands business development or if there's just a need for a proposal writer, um, things that I am not strong in my skill sets, I'm perfectly happy to share other people and get them in. And then the same, likewise, you know, if they have an opportunity where they see someone who needs an accounting service, you know, they can reach out for me. So it's also, that's also a side of the networking. That's not just word of mouth, but just um, I'll help you if you help me. That's excellent. It's, it's, it really is a great statement of your relationships. Now, let's stay on networking for the moment and kind of use that as a segue to the period of COVID. So that was a challenge for everyone in many different ways, shapes and forms. Um, but particularly those that rely on networking to create new business, where networking groups stopped immediately, events stopped immediately, a lot of things went on to online, and there was people look at online networking in a much better, this is the best thing that ever happened, and some people miss that, that personal one-on-one that you get when you're actually sitting next to someone having a conversation. So how did your networking evolve during that time, and overall, what effects did COVID or at least the beginnings of COVID and the shutdowns have on your business? It had, it had a huge effect. Um, granted, I wasn't allowed to travel anymore, so I couldn't go out and see anyone. I felt like sending out just posts wasn't enough, at, at least because you, you can't get that touch feel with your customer base. Um, so it was really difficult to kind of market and get um, income coming in. I would say that it would steady with the fact that the military requires you to still work even though it was COVID. So where everyone else had closed doors, the government was still spending tons of money and government contractors were still required to work. They were essential employees. So I was able to keep my income going, but it was really hard to obtain new income. So I think I took that time to really kind of focus on new marketing strategies on education and educating myself even further with all these new changes, because I mean, you have to be pretty honest with yourself that things are never going to be the same again. And how can I change what I'm doing to prepare for that and better help my clients? 
which, you know, it was nonstop learning about your PPP forgiveness loans, learning about EIDL loans. It's learning about, you know, credits um, just to help our customers, you know, survive during those times where some of them were not making more money because even though they were still working on their current contracts, um, there were a lot of budget cuts that were going over to COVID and there was a limit of new contracts coming in. So their, their revenue wasn't increasing. So their services weren't increasing. So it was kind of like a transition time where you kind of stood back, you educated yourself, you provided, you know, some, some feedback to myself of what those changes are going to look like and kind of redirect where the company is going and how we can kind of change with the times or get left behind. Um, and I think that really, really helped because now it's about risk management more than anything <laughs> and preparing, hey, look, what happens if your company should stop? You don't want your company to fail. So now we have a new sector, risk management. <laughs> so it helped. It helped. Well, look, it's, it's great that you can observe and learn and see where the new challenges are and even more so where you can pick up as a new uh, opportunity for yourself and what you're able to offer, what it would provide to companies and, and really looking at your, your background and things you've accomplished, really what you're able to solve for companies and get that messaging out to other people that, uh, that they're able to do the same for them. Oh, yeah, it was it was really awesome. And around that time, I, um, I also went and I got into the Forbes Finance Council and I started networking in a different way where I started writing and publishing and then kind of helping my credibility and go from there. So a lot of the publishing that I did um, also helped market me. So we've, I found different ways that I had never tried before and it was fun. <laughs> like this podcast. Well, well, it, it's, it, it's great when you can find the, these, these new lanes to travel in and get the, the recognition The For Forbes really is a game changer for a lot of people and being able to get your name in there and, and out through there and get people to recognize the, uh, really the, the education expertise that you're sharing there is fantastic. And, uh, and it really can help things grow on a, on a regular basis. So it's, it's great that you had that the opportunity. Look, people found a lot of things during this period. You had some downtime that you really didn't expect or want to have, but there it was. And those that really looked at it as here's a growth opportunity for myself and my business really are excelling. Now you get into 21, 22, and that's really where, where things seem to be developing for you. Yes. Yes, it is. I will say that money is doing very well when it comes to the government sector. And so our clients are doing very well um, because of it. There's a lot of proposals out there. It's, it's contracting season in the next month. So we will all be very busy. Busy is good. Busy is always good in that, in that respect. So when you look back at the business that you started and you look at where you are now, is this what you thought things would be? I had hoped. I didn't know um, where it would be. I started just wanting to do commercial accounting. Then I kind of thought I'd want to do bookkeeping. I mean, I kept changing what I wanted. But then I had to really play into my strengths. And I had to be honest with myself about what those strengths were. And I decided that they were marketable and that they were valuable. And that's what my company needed to focus on because I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed doing what I do now. And um, once I realized that it's not just about 
new customers. It's also about enjoying what you do on a day-to-day basis, enjoying the employees, enjoying the marketing, enjoying the learning, the good and the bad, and enjoying um, the challenges of helping people understand the industry and enjoying their successes as your own. That's really what I feed off of. And that's really where I'm happy that I'm at. And I never thought I'd be here or that that would be what this is today. MVS was never um, thought to be that. It was always about just, I just wanted to quit my job and start my own business and live for myself, right? But it's become so much more than that. I think that statement is phenomenal. And it's phenomenal for a number of reasons. One, when people set out to be a small business owner, among the reasons why they want to do it is, is, is peace of mind and freedom and, 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 and really enjoying what they do without having a boss, without having all do those things, but, but creating something and being really happy at it. And what I found is not a lot of people get there. Not a lot of people get to being really happy about their business and where it's going, where it has been, and their life based on how hard the, the work is that they really didn't, they may not have expected, or they may not have seen themselves creating more work for themselves, which in turn led to that path. But to hear someone say that they're really happy and really is, is fulfilling for them what they've, what they are continuing to accomplish, because you are far from uh, uh, ending this journey. Your journey is, is still, for the most part, even though you've accomplished uh, quite a number of years, you're still on, on the beginning stages of this journey. And it's, it's phenomenal to, to hear someone speak that way. Thank you. I'm really excited about all of it. I think um, if I had to say anything to anyone would be that um, starting a business does not take away the hard work, right? But what's great about it is that you're not doing all the hard work to make someone else richer. You're doing it for yourself. So don't go into there thinking this is going to be easy. It's not. It's going to be hard. But the hard is what makes it good. Because once you transition past the hard, it starts to get simpler over time because you've already done this. Um, and everything's just about growth after that. Uh, and every challenge, there definitely comes success and it makes that success so much sweeter. So I, I definitely don't regret anything that I've ever gone through. It's always been necessary. And I would say the same for anyone else. Well, it's, it's really a, a nice story that you've created for yourself. And thankfully, based on your hard work and efforts, it's a story that people share about you to others. And it's, that's that keeps bringing you success in the fact that you're, you're developing new clients from that. And uh, it's, it's a journey worth watching to see where, where it goes in the future. So if someone wants to get in contact with you, if someone has relationships in the military who would, would be best utilize your services, what is the best way people contact you? Um, they can go to my website, which is nbsstrategicsolutions.com. Or they can call me 386-215-3691. I answer my phone all the time. If not, leave me a voicemail and I'll call you right back. (laughs) I like to keep it personal. (laughs) Well, it's great that you're reachable. Again, another good sign of a a small business owner taking care of uh, those that uh, she's uh, connecting with. And I, I just, I just want to thank you. This was really great. I, I love your story. I love what you've been able to develop and, well, I say it seems so easy the way you've described it. It obviously wasn't. And obviously there's a lot of hard work and deep relationship building that, that needs to go into utilizing your network the right way. There are people who will spend a lot of time networking 
which is not doing it right. And they'll look at their, their network and seem very unfulfilled with, with where and what it can develop for them. Obviously you're the opposite. You've done that, that real work and nurturing and it, uh, it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. So I, I congratulate you on that and every, all your success, but also thank you so much for joining us and telling your story today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I've been really um, excited about this and it was a great experience. And thank you all for joining us as well. It is, it's so great when I can share such a, a wonderful success story with you. There are many business owners that are really out there working very hard and have, have achieved, but just don't, they don't feel that satisfaction, they don't feel that happiness in their business. Here, uh, Natasha really has, she's worked very hard. It's a, it's, it's a very difficult industry. She makes it sound a lot less challenging than it really is, but that only is uh, as a statement to her success and relationships she's developed. It's networking is so important to do the right way and it can really uh, bring you value uh, for years to come. So really consider that and analyze that and keep that in mind as you're, you're seeing how you're utilizing that. Cause as you can see here, it's a major part of how you're marketing yourself and your business. So uh, give that some thought, probably give this uh, podcast a second listen, just so you can really understand the, the strength of how it's worked for Natasha uh, in the past, and obviously moving forward. And uh, we really thank you for being here today. So go out, have a great rest of today, and we'll see you next time. This has been Small Business Marketing, then and now. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. Marketing strategy for the small business owner. To learn more, click findnewrevenue.com.